three o'clock and now I have Chrisanne McCalligan on the line. Good afternoon to you, Chrisanne. You've got a festive feel to your talk today. I do have a festive feel to my talk, Sadia. We're talking about Christmas colours. Mm. Um, yes, I uh, I went to a party on the weekend and part of the, a Christmas party and the invitation said to come in your festive finery. <laughs> and how would you interpret that, Sadia? Red, green and tinsel, baubles. There we go. There we go. So I, I was in full on, um, I think... I was in, I, I mean, I think I kept it classy, but I did wear green and red and gold spangly jewellery and things mm-hmm, like that. Mm-hmm. And um, I was one of the very few. A lot of people <laughs> were. I, I think uh, one, one man referred to me as looking a little bit like an elf, which I'm going to take as a compliment. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it made me think, I was like, I guess maybe have I misinterpreted this? Has the rug been pulled out from under my feet in the way that I think about festive colours but no it hasn't I think I was bang on the money mm-hmm. um, because those are the colours that we associate with Christmas red and green um, and we have for a very very long time they do have an interesting they do have an interesting background though and that's what I wanted to talk a little bit about today um, because I think that even though there's a tendency for us to commercialize the Christmas holidays right and people with a cynical streak. I love Christmas. Are you a Christmassy person? Yeah, I mean, in, I'm not going to be a bar humbug here and say that I don't actually celebrate Christmas as such. People are shocked when I say that. But but I like it. it it's nice. It's a nice time to get together with family. I, I, don't yep. have a, I don't have a Christmas tree or anything like that. But it's all very pretty. It's all lovely. And I, I yes. think it's quite nice. It's and that's absolutely fine. Exactly. I, see, I, I, quite like, I quite like it because I think maybe I like any opportunity to be a little bit celebratory and a bit over the top Good. and have a bit of fun. And I've got young kids, so obviously Christmas is a delight for that reason. Um, there's so many things to do with kids around Christmas and so many fun games and ideas and concepts that you can have with kids. So I really enjoy it. And of course, part of that is pulling out all those Christmas colours um, that we do every year. Um, and of course, it's, you know, uh, when we think about it, people, it is a very commercialized holiday these days, but it does have, um, obviously it has religious roots. It has other pop cultural roots now. Um, and so it's, it's, but it's very hard to imagine a time when red and green weren't synonymous mm. with Christmas. Um, now, there was a, a, a book that came out called The Secret Language of Color, and the author, Ariel Uxtut, um, attributes the palette rise of red and green in the holidays to two things, holly and Coca-Cola. So I'd forgotten about this, but in 1931, Coca-Cola hired an artist called Haddon Sundblom, who helped to popularize um, the Santa that we're familiar with today. Fat, jolly, wearing a bright red robe, right? I think it's a robe, suit, mm-hmm. a suit. Mm-hmm. So that was, that, was, that was actually someone's strategic branding decision in 1931. Wow. Um, so which is, of course, like quite, quite famous. But... Um, we also see this thing of holly paying a huge part in the red and green association. Um, and it dates back to winter solstice celebrations with the Romans and maybe even earlier than that. And of course, holly is also often associated with the crown of thorns of Jesus. 
um, and obviously Christmas being the birth of Jesus as a religious holiday, so that those beautiful bright red berries and those deep green leaves are exactly the colors that we're coming to think about when we think about Christmas. But it took a long time. It took a while for red and green to really rise to the top. Um, Victorian Christmas cards used a lot of different palettes, actually. They used red and green, red and blue, blue and green. I mean, blue and green. Can you imagine? Blue and green mm, for Christmas. That's a bit of a Blue clash. and white. Mm. Blue and white. And they often put Santa in blue, green or red robes. So, but all of this changed in 1931 when Coca-Cola hired this artist to create a Santa Claus. And they'd done this before, but this particular artist created the Santa Claus that we associate with the Santa Claus today in many ways because of that fast and jolly thing. Whereas before, he was a little bit more thin and elf-like and he had red robes. And so when these things came together, this friendly fat Santa in these bright red robes, which of course matched the color of the Coca-Cola logo, this mm. really took hold in American culture. Mm. Um, and he continued working with Coke for decades, this man, Haddon Sundblom, um, because, um, as a, fair enough, you wouldn't let him go if he'd, he'd granted you that much commercial success, right? Um, and, of course, this solidified in collective imagination the red of Santa's robes, and then you've got the green of fir trees and holly and poinsettia, and that's already what we had in our mind. And then you've got this particular shade of red and green which came to signify to signify Christmas. Um, but of course, it, you know, there's, we, we can go even further back. Um, so we can look at, we can look at, like, if we go right back into and look at art history, um, we can see that these colors themselves, in and of themselves, whether or not they were a commercial decision by someone working for the Coca-Cola Corporation, but they actually have had symbolic meanings as a way of accentuating a division or a boundary as well. So centuries ago, ancient Celtic people revered red and green colored holly plants because they were evergreen, and they believed holly was meant to keep Earth beautiful during the dead of winter, which is quite an amazing idea when you think about mm, it like it's an evergreen yeah mm. an evergreen i mean mm. in, like in hong kong i guess we have a lot of evergreen trees mm. because we don't get cold enough that everything's blanketed with snow but if you can imagine that concept of mm. when you have that kind of and i don't know if you you've probably have you ever lived somewhere where you get a lot of snow sardia i haven't heard yeah in scotland. Here, so <laughs> in scotland in scotland but not um, that much snow but certainly uh, you know we've had our share of snow absolutely it's that, it's that idea, isn't it, of just like, I remember the first time I ever saw that kind of snow. Mm. I was in It's just beautiful. And it it's, was just, yeah, that, bla that proper blanket yeah, of snow. Yeah, it's beautiful. And, and you realise when it is that blanket of snow, that depth of, um, that white vastness, that that pop of deep, ri mm. rich, foresty, evergreen green is just spectacular. Yes, absolutely. Really. You yeah, know, it, yeah. it really is. And I can imagine if you were a, you know, back in the day, some of these cultures seeing that as such a symbolic thing that, you know, everything is dead in winter, mm. yet that continues to have life. And mm. so that they use that bright plant as a symbol of protection and prosperity in their midwinter celebrations. And after that, red and green were a common pairing used on religious screens called roods in medieval churches. So it was likely due to the available pigments at the time. Mm -hmm. but it solidified this color combination and also associated it with Jesus because it was in churches. Now, people during the Victorian era continued those color themes in their cards and decorations, combining both winter and religious symbolism. So you've got that, that the two 
the two buckets, if you will, about why those colors were so popular. Um, so it's quite a remarkable thing in that way. But I do think there's also like festive colors. It's just really bright colors, isn't it? Like in Hong Kong, we've got lots of lights up at yeah. the moment in public places. Um, I live in Aberdeen and they've gone with a, uh, I would say a Valentine theme for their oh, really? Christmas lights. It's Cupid's, looked... little Cupid's oh, and two big pink hearts. Okay. So there was a bit of a, there was a creative interpretation on the Christmas brief. <laughs> I think for Aberdeen's um, public light display, but um, but yeah, what would you? How do you, well, how do you feel I festive? I, I think I see it that you know once the certainly in the UK, I would say that you know that once the weather gets grey, it is incredibly grey. Like here in mm. Hong Kong, you know, you can go through December and January, and it's actually you still have sunny days. It's quite nice. It's not too bad. Mm. But in, in countries where it does get very grey, and maybe you're not getting the snow to brighten the place up, then I think those those festive lights, you know, all the lights, all the green and, and the poinsettias and things like that, are just to brighten up that grey that grey time of year, really. Um, and I see it like that, because suddenly when Christmas comes along, you know, right now outside my window, I can see all of the lights on the on the buildings, and it's amazing. It's like just a jewel sparkling in the night, and it's absolutely beautiful. And I think it does also, quite a few people feel a bit depressed during that time mm. when, when winter comes along, and it does really, you know, it does make your heart feel a lot nicer. <laughs> it makes you happier, I think. So I, I love think it. I agree. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's funny. We we put up our Christmas tree at home, and um, I, I I wasn't feeling particularly Christmassy, but I was like, I'm just going to put the lights on. It's quite yeah, dark it's outside, and as you said. And then suddenly, all those little twinkly lights come on, and those colours, and it does it does do something to you. It yeah. is that light in the darkness, which is pretty amazing. I have fairy um, but, lights in my living room permanently, and I have them oh, on the windowsill. And so every so often in the evening if we're having dinner or something, I'll just put the fairy lights on because it just it's just a lovely kind of magical feel to it. And I think that's what it's about. It's about just, um, you know, having that that light in the room and it does give you uh, it makes you feel lighter. It makes you feel nicer. And so I put those on every so often. So I haven't I don't remove them. They're always there on my windowsill. Oh, that's beautiful. I think that's wonderful. But it's, 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 I think it's that as well. And so you've got this, like this, we talk about red and green. Of course, you've got red being a color that attracts our eye anyway. You know, it's why stop signs are red. Mm -hmm. We look at the color red. And then you've got that green, which is the color of life, life's favorite color, if you will. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it symbolizes luck and health and good things. Um, eating green things is good for us, you know, it's it's a positive one. Also and then the red, got... I think here, you know, in Hong Kong, the whole red with Chinese yes, New Year. absolutely. That yes. Suddenly people will wear, start wearing red and they'll be wearing it, but they don't see, maybe it doesn't come out at Christmas, but it certainly comes out during Chinese New Year. So it's a prominent yeah. colour. Yeah, absolutely. You're so right, actually. And of course, then, of course, what we also have with Christmas is, as you said, like the, the tinselly colors. So we've got our spangly, sparkly colors, that twinkle that is so powerful. And it's those garlands and it's those lights and it's those bright stars. And gold is often used as a representation of the sun. Um, and it's used at Christmas time in a very metaphorical, symbolic way to bring light into darkness. Um, and of course, what's really interesting as well is that we forget, um, uh, you know, that the, the beautiful metal of gold was one of the gifts the wise men brought to mm. the baby Jesus. Mm. So it was a very popular holiday gift. It's used to convey wealth and prosperity and glamour and all those things as well. So gold has a lot of symbolism. And of course, white is also quite a festive color. You know, um, if you were to 
adorn your home with white things at Christmas. It would yeah. be quite Christmassy. Yeah. Um, you know, and as you said, like there's Christmassy is like a blanket of fresh white snow. All of our Christmas carols and songs talk about snow. Even if we don't have snow, we talk about snow. We sing about snow. <laughs> In the warmest um, of countries. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I find it very funny now because um, obviously it's just something that you just grow, grow up, you know, in a tropical country, you grow up with it and then we, you know, let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. And now I have young children and they're singing along to the songs with me going, what's snow? Do we get snow? And I'm like, I don't know how to tell you this. It's just kind of a metaphor. Other people in a different part of the world are experiencing this and we're just kind of joining in. Um, But it's um, pretty amazing. And of course, that Christmassy white snow, especially obviously in the Northern Hemisphere, harkens back to kind of pagan winter solstice festivals and has that sense of purity and that triumph of good over evil, those kinds of powerful themes of Christmas time as well. But one one color you may not have thought of, actually, um, as quite a Christmassy color is actually purple. Mm. Um, It might yeah, so it might not be at the top of your list when you think of Christmas colours, but it's the main colour of Advent, which is the period before Christmas, um, when Christians would fast and repent in anticipation of Christ's birth. So purple is in a more religious um, celebrations would be quite symbolic of royalty, luxury, magic, and all that kind of thing. It's the colour of Advent, which is pretty interesting. I never really thought about that, but mm. um, I guess I have to sometimes remind myself that... Um, Yes, of course. It is a religious holiday for many, 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 many people. Mm. Um, I have a, I, I found a lovely piece of writing to finish on today, Sadia, mm-hmm. that was written by the author William Sansom, um, who died in 1976, um, about the color of Christmas. And it's, I hope it doesn't sound depressing. I found it quite beautiful. <laughs> All right. Um, I quite loved it, but I thought, we thought we could just finish on that today. So he says, what is the color of Christmas? Red, the red of the toy shops on a dark winter's afternoon, of Father Christmas and the robin's breast, or green, green of holly and spruce and mistletoe in the house, dark shadow of summer in leafless winter? One might plainly add a romance of white, fields of frost and snow, thus white, green, red, reducing the event to the level of a Chianti bottle. But many will say that the significant color is gold, gold of fire and treasure, of light in the winter dark, and this gets closer. For the true color of Christmas is black, black of winter, black of night, black of frost and of the east wind, black of dangerous shadows beyond the firelight. Wow. And I just thought, okay, okay, maybe sounds a bit grim, but I thought, isn't it when you reverse the whole concept? It is that, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. No, I think it's it's very nice, actually. It's very nice. Yeah, that silence and that stillness and that darkness of winter and that little blink of hope that we get when we embrace those Christmas colours and those festive lights um, is quite, makes it seem a lot more powerful, I think. But that's, that's, That's lovely. Really. <clears throat> Thank you very much. <laughs> All of this because someone said I look like an elf at a Christmas <laughs> yeah. party. <laughs> and next time you go underdressed and everyone will be dressed like a Christmas tree. You yes, know, exactly. So. Oh, I never. I could never go underdressed. No, at absolutely Christmas not. Party. No, no uh, enjoy <laughs> it, I say. No, regardless, even if they're not dressing up, do dress up. Cruz, absolutely. thank you so much. <laughs> You've given us a lot to think about. Thank you ever so much. See you. See bye. you then. Bye-bye.